is good, defenders? Welcome to most LAFC podcast on earth. And yes, we are here in beautiful, world famous, and slightly warm outside Philomonster Studios in Burbank, California, formerly located on the surface of the sun earlier today. You know my voice. I'm the scarf, J.R. Liebert, sitting to my direct left. You all know him as, I don't know which nickname he's going to use today for himself, so I'll let him decide. This is your cue to start talking, sir. Ha! The self-proclaimed beast from the East. The self-proclaimed toast of the East Coast. Defenders, my name is Christian freaking Philly Philemon. Today is a glorious day. Jeez. Why? Because we finally get to celebrate three points. And something that you just did really left me with a sense of ah. Normally he would say we're the most LAFC podcast uh, somewhere locally. But you said, what was it that you said? Uh, on Earth. Yeah, on Earth. So like, you know, we're going intergalactically, globally, domestically. Look, there's no podcast that's more LAFC than Philly and the Scarf. So we are happy, but Scarf, it's not just you and I today. Not just it's not you just and Defenders I. of the Bank with Philly and the freaking Scarf. It's Philly, the Scarf, and... Hey, guys. <laughs> Listen. If, you, if you don't recognize that sultry voice, Defenders, if you're not one of the millions... And millions. Vince LaRosa. Vince, welcome to Defenders of the Bank, brother. And also welcome all my Twitter haters. Yeah, <laughs> bring it on. Bring on the tweet hates. You know what? I shouldn't have done that. I do this all the time. I'm like, I don't want to stir this up. Stir it. But man, why are they? I don't understand it. I'm I'm friendly, guys. You guys hang out with me. Like you are you are as good of a guy as we know. I I love chatting with people. Let me just say this. I don't want to go too deep into this. No, I like. But for people that hate listen to either my show or your (laughs) show, and just to hear me, um, if you ever wanted to just chat with me, I'm very happy to do so. Good guy. Um, the amount of people that think I'm on Twitter shouting them down, it's very <laughs> wrong. Look, if I'm going to shout you down, I'm going to use caps. Come uh-huh. on. I'm a gentleman. That, that's uh, how he does it. But uh, it, it, it drives me wild because I'm like a puppy dog. And <laughs> and how, just in case the millions and millions don't know how to find you on Twitter, would you mind plugging your Twitter handle? Unfortunately, it's at LAFC Vince and will be until the end of time. So right. it's very, I'm very easy to find. So uh, do you have a Mark Anthony K take? I know you do. Send it my way. You're going to anyways. There you go. Vince <laughs> so send also, it my way. He loves to talk about possession. If you guys have a yep. minute to talk about possession. Nine-tenths of the law. Possession. Nine-tenths of the law. Stats. Stats are 95% of the game. This has now been put on me. I love that I gave a take to try to, like, <laughs> not even a hot take. My hot take was this. Hi, guys. Uh, you know, in a soccer game, there's thousands of things that we could record. Passes, dribbles, turnovers, this, that, shots. But at the end of the day, there's only a couple things that we get that actually mean something. It's goals. We get three goals a game or yeah. whatever. Three goals a game. So I was like, three goals a game would be an incredible thing for us <laughs> to do. Right. Which we're going to talk about a game that did not have three goals did a game. Not. But basically what I did was I, I, I broke it. down the math and I was like, you know, if you get three goals a game and you take that over the course of maybe, let's say, a hundred events, which by the way, there's thousands of events in a soccer game. Yep. But I was like, yeah, it's like 95 to 97% of the game. So sometimes stats help you see that rest of the game that, you know, everyone talks about goals or mistakes. And people ran wild. <laughs> people ran wild. And I never meant to put anyone down. I, I just want to say that, guys... If I can help you to watch the game in a more well-rounded way, yep. Um, and I would say that's even strong. It's not a better way to watch the game, but it's just a different way. If you want to know a little bit more about soccer, stats can sometimes help you. 
And I'm saying this fully as someone that uses them. I'm not a genius that's right. like, hey, plebs, here's some stats. <laughs> um, I'm saying this as like, I go back and go like, what the hell just happened in that game? I don't know. Or I go back and go, is this player actually good? Do I think he's actually good? And I look at the stats and then I go back and look at the film and go back and forth and people were like, why? I could just watch the game once. I was like, wow, you guys are incredible. You're incredible. <laughs> that didn't pass the eye test. Yeah, incredible that you can watch the game just once. That, so you're telling me you do that and you see everything. And all, all by the way, you you now can tell me that you know Bob's tactics and you can beat LAFC and you should be coaching the San Jose Earthquakes or whatever it is, wherever you would like to go. Right. With one watch, when I know professionals will watch the game, Bob, by the time, well, we're talking how many hours after the game? We are what four hours maybe after the game? Four hours. He's Not probably even. He's he's at least watched the game like again. Two, guaranteed. Okay, like he's insufferable in that way. I mean that in the nicest way for Bob sure. Bradley. He will at least have watched that game again, and then probably watch it again, and then they'll break down tape and they'll do more. And Carlo will be watching the game, and Max Onheimer will be watching the game, and everyone and John Thorrington and Will Coons will watch the game and bring clips. Why wouldn't you just? I mean. Again, stats help you from watching the game 20 times. Yep. People, some people don't have that kind of time. I don't. I watch the game maybe twice. Yeah. If it's a good one. If y'all have watched the movie Moneyball, Billy Bean, Sabermetrics, you've witnessed it on the silver screen. Vince LaRosa is the closest thing to Billy Bean that we've ever had in world-famous Monster Studios. And it is an honor and a privilege to not only share a microphone with you, it is not only an honor and a privilege to be on 110 Football with you, more importantly, it is so amazing calling you friend and pretty cool that we all get to toast right now in Monster Studios. Clink, clink, defenders. It's going to be a great show. Scarf, why don't you give the millions... And millions. ...the rundown of what's going on today. Yeah, look, we've already started the banter here with uh, Vince LaRosa. We're going to talk a little bit about the Euros really quickly there. We're going to talk about our fun experience. He's going to pout his chest right now. Point two miles away from here where (laughs) 110 Football shoots all their cool stuff. And we, of course, are going to get into an epic this day in LAFC history. So many things happened on the 3rd of July. It's actually incredible. Talk a little bit about Philly's favorite Canadian glory machine, Mark Anthony Kay, <laughs> and a nice little Hilarious. time that I we spent with, with Josh Perez. That was that was a lot of fun as well with Guatemala and El Salvador. So let's get right into it and talk about that beautiful Italian football match that we got to watch. Andiamo! You are outnumbered here, my friend. Andiamo! Look, it was a beautiful match. What's, until- what's the word for German, we went home? What? Oh, it, it doesn't wow. matter. It doesn't matter. We're 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 out playing golf, or you know what? A better term for what the Germans are doing is schlafen, which literally translates to sleeping. That's exactly what the Germans are doing. Y'all, though, on the other hand, are taking your calcio to a completely different level. Look, I will always tip my hat off to a team like Italy. I just like to poke fun at the scarf, and of course, my good friend Vince Larosa, yeah. because well. Italy dominated Germany for so long. Germany won a World Cup. Italy was nowhere to be found several years ago. And all of a sudden, they are two games away from hoisting up some silverware. Yeah, I am outnumbered. Why don't you guys tout and you know Look, puff real, out your chest? Right? You, should, you should just uh, you and I have the yeah, do the rest. We, we of got it? this okay. for the rest of it. I, but you and I were talking about this. Spinazzola, that injury is devastating for this club. Yeah, it's, I mean it's crushing for me because I think even with the injuries, play of the tournament. Yeah, I know Max Bredos, good friend Max Bredos. All, all of our good friend Max Bredos tweeted that uh, Raheem Sterling could be considered for player of the tournament. He's had a couple of good games, right? I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he's been at the level. Spinazzola is so interesting because this is literally kind of his mo. Yeah, when he can be healthy, he can be a good player. 
He's a dynamic player. He's he's a player that only fits kind of a small niche. He's a wing back. Yep. You know what's crazy though? Do you guys what position is he playing? Spinazzola? Yeah. You said wing back? Wing back. Right? But yeah. what side? He's on the right? No, no left side. Left, left side. Yes. And you, you want to say right because he, what footed is he? He's right footed. He's right footed. Yeah. Like we're used to having Carlos Vela play on the right as a forward that can cut in. We have wing backs now that are off footed. <laughs> like, and I, I think for Italy, honestly, it's not like some kind of great plan. I mean, right. Roberto Mancini is a good dude and probably knows what he's doing. Well, not probably. He definitely he knows, knows how to dress. Doing. That's he definitely for certain. Knows what he's doing. That whole Italian team knows how to dress. Oh, yes. I want that that jacket that they wear. When you're from oh, the land of Versace, is. you better know how to dress. Yeah. Armani Versace. Um, Armani, right? Yeah. Uh, the but, problem with Spinatola is he's playing LDL going forward. Yes. Ugh. Left disabled list. Yeah. His yeah, poor, poor Achilles. Achilles. Well, this is, again, this is his MO. He was going to, like, he was going to be bought. It either was going to happen now or it was going to happen at Real Madrid. Right. He was going to be bought by Real Madrid, and they're going to be like, man, he's a Galactico. Look at him. He's so good. And everyone's like, eh, he looks like Antonio Cassano. Remember how that worked out? <laughs> right. And instead of eating his way out of the team like Cassano did with <laughs> Nutella, uh, he was going to probably do his Achilles at some point. But I'll tell you this. From what I know about him, he's a nice man. So I really feel bad because yeah. he was having a career year, finally feeling good. This is coming from a Juventus fan where he never got a shake. Right. Um, and I felt bad about that because it's like Juventus just eats players up. Hey, come on over to Juventus. We love you. And then they show up and they go, eh, get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get out. But Spinozola is fun. Hey, look, I think the one thing that we all agreed on and we finally got Philly to agree yep. on was this. The Italian team's actually fun to watch. Yeah. Because it's not boring. As much as when we beat Germany, and we beat Germany a lot. We did. We did. You know, especially at the Euros. This is fun. Uh, we're, for once, it's not boring. Right. No. Right. They're not a boring team. Right. Chiesa looks fantastic. We just have our, our attack moving forward is great. Just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the best story of Euros so far. Denmark moving on to the semis. I mean, look, I don't even want to talk about the Christian Eriksen episode that was awful but the fact that they've made it here to the semis they've got a very tall task in front of them italy has spain denmark has the four goal scoring england who looked pretty good today they absolutely did gareth southgate at the helm of the mighty three lions he he took england what he was one game shy making the world cup a couple of years ago yeah. it took croatia a spirited effort from croatia to knock out the mighty lions and now they are one game away from the euro cup finals england is a fun team to watch if you're a fan of the premier league team how premier league in general how could you not like england there's so many good players i will say my favorite player on the mighty lions he did not feature today I love Jack Grealish, mainly because he has a great head of hair and a fantastic story. That was a good game today. Off of set pieces, Harry Kane gets himself a brace. Harry Maguire gets himself a goal. Jordan Henderson seconds into coming into the match. He he stamps his name into the scoring column. 4-0, Ukraine didn't even have a chance. Seconds into the game, boom, England strikes. Seconds into the second half, boom, England strikes. And just like that, England fall, Ukraine nil. And uh, yeah, that's how it goes. Your wife had the best quote, too about Harry Kane. She said he looks like an actor who would play a soccer player in a British television show. I like that. And, and Harry Maguire looks like a grown-up character from Slytherin in Harry Potter. Yikes. All right. Uh, my favorite... He on, looks like he hung out with Draco Malfoy back in the day. My, my favorite on England, Jude Bellingham. He Kid comes over from Dortmund. He's not I mean, playing. Right. He played today. He did. He well, had... Finally. A, yeah. he, had, he had some burns. What about this? What about this? Jane Sancho. Can't get in the game. 
Transfer to Manchester United. Starts, starts. the game. <laughs> Jude Bellingham. If Jude Bellingham transferred to uh, Chelsea tomorrow, sure. he's starting he's the next starting, game, right? Right. I mean, is there something to this? Uh, Look behind you. You are uh, you're staring at the theater of dreams, my friend. Well, the dreams will be high. I like Jane Sancho. He's great. He's uh, he's also a really rich man right now. He's gonna be. Yeah. I mean, he's a very rich man. But like, that's the. This is this is the player that. United fans have been waiting for for a long time. Yeah. Like the type of players you've been buying. Like, look, I love Paul Pogba. I absolutely love Paul sure. Pogba. Did not need him at the time that you bought him. Right. And then that set a lot of the transfer funds back and he did different things. Jane Sancho is the modern player. Yep. Like, he goes by guys. He can pass. He can shoot. He can score goals. He just finds ways to win. I mean, I personally like Bruno Fernandes, but Bruno Fernandes, you have to build an entire team around. Look at that Por- Portugal team. Yep. Like when he's he's out there, he looks lost. Yeah. He's like, "Why aren't you passing to me?" They're like, "Well, because Cristiano's we over Cristiano, there, <laughs> and this guy's over there." And, right? and sorry, get get in with the flow. Right. And I, I as as much as Ole is gonna have to find a way to make that work, maybe he will. I mean, if if he does, he'll really prove his manager manager credentials. I've never been on as down on him as people are, and maybe sure. that's because I'm not as down on coaches in general. I mean, these people look; they play at a high level. They know much more than I do. Oh, so I shouldn't be talking. But he's going to have to find a way that, that there's only one ball in that pitch. And uh, it needs to be at Jane Sancho's feet a lot. Yeah. And it's going to be exciting times in the Premier League. It's It's been a, a fun Euro. Look, Italy versus Spain. I got Italy beating Spain. Love it. Morata can't find. I mean, he couldn't hit the, the ocean if he fell right into it. Okay. He is a terrible finisher. The fact that he scored a goal previously is, is a miraculous thing. I, I envision Italy versus England in the final. Oh. And we're going to have a really good time. Tuesday and Wednesday are those matchups. On Sunday at noon next week, we're going to have a darn good time. But hey, this isn't a Euro podcast. It is not. We're here to talk about the Los Angeles Football Club. But well, first, Scarf, Philly, you got some stuff to do. There's nothing more LAFC than this day in LAFC history. You got and, it, my And man. when you talk about legends in the annals of the Los Angeles <laughs> Football Club. Can he say that on this podcast? I, he I, did. I, it was family friendly. You two seconds ago on our podcast, by the way. Might have to bleep that out or I we leave it say, i don't know i didn't even ask you guys what i do it. i just did it yeah, uh, you, you know what? you're 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 vince larosa you can I do like whatever that. you want on this podcast Look, it, when we talk about legends 1988 we are recording this podcast as you know dodger fans would like this on year. july 3rd 2021 well 1988 july 3rd the birth of one rodolfo fito zelaya happy birthday Fito and Philly is raising his hand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think I figured out what an acronym for Fito is. Oh, God. You would have to put a comma after the F, though. Oh, and it would be boy. fit comma is the opposite <laughs> of Zelaya. He's doing his Yoda thing again like he did this earlier. Fit is the opposite. I like that, Philly. I like that. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Look, let's let's keep going. He on did score a goal with LAFC. In LAFC, a bandwagon. Oh, wait. Yeah. Did he have the banger? Well, he had the one where Carlos Vela hugged him afterwards. Yeah. The- well, Carlos definitely gave him some cookies. Yeah. Uh, and I don't just cookies. mean probably after the game right, to, right, right. to get him a little bit larger. But did he- <laughs> Oh, you meant that you, literally. You know, <laughs> no. He hit the... Okay, so he hit the banger that came off the post and then right. someone else finished yes. it. Right. Okay, that I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Well, how about in 2018, also on July 3rd? We're sticking with just July 3rd today on this day in LAFC history. LAFC giving up two late goals at Houston to tie the Dynamo 2-2 with Latif Blessing and Mark Anthony K scoring in the fifth and 72nd minutes. But we gave up goals 
I remember this game. I threw up in my mouth when I was uh, reading this, getting ready. The 90th plus four and the 90th plus six. Do you remember what else happened in that game? Tell us. Storms. Oh, yeah. Lightning. Uh, Vince in Berkeley hanging out <laughs> at his, where all his significant other is going to Berkeley and being like, you know, tomorrow's July 4th and we'll probably just do the game. We'll get it over with. Oh, right. no. This game is not going to restart again until 11 p.m. Right? local time. right. Oh, yeah. I and you guys knew that at the time I when I wrote for LAFC, I had this weird deadline that I put on myself. I want to get takeaways out right before the end of the night. Right, it was a rough night, guys. That was a, <laughs> rough, was a rough night. night. <laughs> Giving up two goals in stoppage time, two goals after four it's minutes. Minute hex. Yeah, when it was two nil, and I was like, you know what, I had to wait this long, but I'll write an easy two nil. I mean, this is this is slam dunk. Right, and then that happened. I was like, oh, oh totally different. You just screwed everything. Thanks, guys. Also on that day, by the way, in 2018, Adama Diamande named Player of the Week for Week 18 in 2018. Hashtag Sign Bring Dio. Back Dio. Bring back Dio. Come on, make it happen. Not touching that. 2019. Holy dive. 2019 LAFC defeats Sporting on the road. Not one, not two, not three, not four. We'll be but here a while. Five, one. The first MLS Wait, goal. There's one of the cookies. Yeah. yeah. 89th minute. Fito with the hug from Carlos Vela. Ready for these names? Christian Ramirez also oh, scoring. Mohammed, Aberdeen FC in the Aberdeen, house. Mohamed Leo Messi El Monir. Moha- Remember that, that goal? Incredible. He, he took it yeah. himself up that left sideline. An absolutely beautiful goal. And days before. Yeah goal line clearance right i remember i got yeah. to sit down with them when they got home because they were there was a long road trip they yep. stayed out there they did not come back this is what lac likes to do this sometimes they'll have road trips where they're like we're back to back they're right. somewhat close let's not come home it's not worth it right he comes home and i go what is it like to save a goal the way you did in one game and then the next game literally <laughs> turn into leo messi right and he laughed for like a full minute right. and then finally was like you know it's very great i was like because oh. <laughs> mo was one of my the one of the most thoughtful players I think I've ever. Oh, talked that's to. awesome! Are we I, look, I miss that guy. And, and by the way, we're going to have to talk about a player who made us remember that moment almost exactly as it happened today. Oh my God, Eddie Segura! We'll talk about that. A little Another bit later. player who's one of the most thoughtful people I've ever talked to. Right? Oh we man, interviewed that man. And the uh, one the, of the other players that stuck around LAFC after we interviewed that's them. True. Jeez, <laughs> that's right. The uh, the other two goal scorers, by the way, I don't know if you heard of them, Diego Rossi and Carlos Vela. Turns Never out heard they're of them. okay. And and to Vince's point on possession in that match, we won five one. LAFC possessed the ball thirty eight percent of the time. <laughs> also on that date in two thousand nineteen, Carlos Vela. I mean, this must be his career highlight. Nominated in the favorite soccer star category at the two thousand nineteen Nickelodeon hey, Kids Nickelodeon Choice the road. Awards. Did not win. So I'm going to guess he did not go to that award. Did, I'm going to guess he did not. No, but he probably got a very fun-looking invitation in the mail. And that is this day in LAFC history. Philly, a couple of news and notes. You want to talk about your favorite Canadian glory machine, Mark Anthony K. Hey, congratulations to Mark Anthony K. He is on the Gold Cup roster for Team Canada. After today, it is July the 3rd. We are about 45 minutes away from Independence Day. Mark Anthony K is not going to be with LAFC for a couple of weeks. You know, maybe there's a couple of people celebrating. Perhaps there's a couple of other people that are mourning. However... He's going to go play for his national team. He's going he to be gone die, for a couple right? of weeks. No, no, okay. but I'm saying, he, of course he didn't die. You're kind of piggybacking off of what I said on the last podcast when you were talking about Philip Edgermato. Regardless, Mark Anthony K on Team Canada, congratulations and scarf. You and I, 
personally had a very interesting experience witnessing in person a former LAFC player return to Bank of California Stadium. However, he was not wearing a black and gold jersey. He was wearing a blue and white. That's Why don't right. you tell the millions, Vince? And millions? I kind of want to hear Vince okay. jump on this. Let's try this again. The millions. And millions. Yeah, there we go. It's always it. fun to hear another voice on there. How do we see Josh Perez? I don't know. That felt kind of self-serving, but... <laughs> Josh I try, Perez, I try. His first, I like to engage the audience. His first ever 90-minute cap for El Salvador. He has played very, very well. His previous four matches, three goals, two assists for El Salvador. Unfortunately, Philly, that game ended nil-nil at the bank. A goose egg versus a goose egg. Guatemala, El Salvador, it was still an incredibly fun environment. Uh, we ran into Julio there, which was great. It was good to see him walking around. I mean, he's he does seem like the mayor of whatever game is going on. He's just Everybody knows walking that around, cat. shaking hands, kissing babies, doing everything he does. Couldn't be a nicer guy involved with the club. That's just about it for news and notes, except breaking news on the wire. LAFC notching their historic 50th MLS regular season win, and we are about to talk about it. We got to do Pre and post with that man sitting to our direct right. Once again, Vince LaRosa of 110 Football and incredible Jessica Black. She was out there as well at Jessinho, I believe, right? Is her Correct. social media handle. And and look, we needed absolutely, and it was Jessica who said this too, like that sigh of relief. We needed three points from this. And, and Vince, we came to the only place we can call home on the road in our last 19 <laughs> And found a way to come away with three points. How how is it that it's always RSL? Like nineteen matches. I, it had to be. It was their social media <laughs> manager that jinxed it, right? Is that what it by is? trying yeah. to say really by trying to say what they was, said. Yeah, I really think it's their name that jinxes it. So we do jokingly it. Do it. Do it. Them Go ahead. as really salty lake or real salt lake. Now, for those of you who are unaware of this, this Real Madrid. Box? A team that we are all very, very familiar with. One of the most successful and most expensive sports clubs in the world. Now, the term Real was bestowed upon them in the year of 1920 by the King of Spain, Stuart. Okay? Real, basically meaning royalty. Real Madrid, there's a Real Betis, a Real Sociedad. You get the point, royalty. Now, there was a man by the name of Dave Chackets. For those of you who don't know who that is, Not this is a gentleman Not who, at 27 years of age, became the youngest executive in the National Basketball Association, working for the Utah Jazz. From there, he went on to the New York Knicks, which is my favorite dumpster fire, and then he went on to run Madison Square Garden. From there, he decided, you know what? I think I'm going to create a soccer team, and I want to add a little bit of pizzazz. I think I'm going to call this team Real. I will give him the credit that he did get his blessings from Real Madrid. They did help contribute to the construction of Rio Tinto Stadium. However, it is, to me, bizarre to call any team in Utah Real royalty. Last I checked, we didn't have any monarchs living in the United States. To me, calling a team Real Salt Lake is the equivalent of starting a team in New Mexico and calling them Borussia Santa Fe or going out to Wisconsin and calling them Sheboygan, Hove, and Albion. These are terms that are not indicative of the United States. Borussia is a Latin term for Prussia, which is the German area. Uh, Albion is a literary way of saying England. Real, a Spanish term of saying royalty. Really? Of all places? Real Salt Lake? Icky. Which is why I'm only going to call them Real Salt Lake, which is why I've been calling them Real Salt Lake for the last three years. 
That is your rant with Philly. Philly, we're going to let you come off your soapbox and take your Wait, blood pressure medication there. The for a NWSL team is named the Monarchs. The Monarchs, right? Right. <laughs> they are. Last I checked, Dave Checkets is not royalty. Now this is going to seem bad. Are are they still around with the whole ownership change and everything? Yes, they. Else? Yeah, they they, they, they will be a part of. Okay. They will be a part of everything. Right, That's just, why if look, if I'm looking for an MLS team and knowing that. The NWS, NWSL team will be packaged with it. Yeah. Not not just that, but the land and yeah. everything that they built yeah. around it, the practice facilities. This is a slam dunk for yes. me because the NWSL is coming up. Get in on it now because right. you know when you have te- you have the ownership teams like Angel City and the big groups that are coming through. I know I know for a fact, having talked to people, yeah. that more and more people are now be- seeing Angel City and going, "Is that a thing we can do?" And Angel City's like, which to their credit. They haven't shut the door behind them. They're like, no, no, no. Get in on this. Right. Let's all do this together. Let's yep. do this. So I'm just saying, if, if I was somebody of that ilk with that kind of money, name or not, that might be something I would I would go in and, on. And Salt Lake has an incredibly strong built-in fan base. They are a very loyal club. They've got Real. at least one MLS Cup. Well, I would say... 2009. I would say strong without them being cultivated, too. Right. Like, right. this... Past ownership group nothing. cared little to none. nothing. They did they did their due diligence in, again, building up the training facility, doing certain things for that that club, but they didn't go out in the community. They didn't care. They no. just figured they did the. They, it was the field of dreams right. uh, theory. If you build it, they'll come. No, no, no. Go do your work. Yeah, right? look, they had they did have some success. We jokingly refer to them as Real Salt Lake, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to say Real Salt Lake. But this is a team that became that came into existence in 2004, a team that won the MLS Cup in 2009, a team that was runners up in the Concacaf Champions League 2011, a team that was runners up in the MLS Cup 2013, Supporter Shield runners up 2010, Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup runners up 2013. They've had success. They've tasted look the end of the day, more success than our young club has. Well, who is the architect of that su- success? Do you well, know? Uh, wh- Well, why don't you tell me? Loggerway. Yep. Garth yes. Loggerway. Yes. Where is he now? Where is he now? I believe that would be Seattle. Seattle. Yes. How are they doing? Oh, they're they've best, done some best stuff. Best team since they've come into the league. So you're telling me that uh, a guy that in a small market was able to have success, and then he goes somewhere and they give him just this little bit of extra cash, right. and he finds himself a Rui Diaz, a Shao Paulo. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the, yeah, Mark look, the, the if there's a GM Hall of Fame. He's probably the first. Without a doubt. However, that Hall of Fame performance is no longer in existence because right now, even though they're above us, this team is in eighth place in the West. I'm talking pre this game. 13 points. Games played nine, a 3-2 and four record. One less game than LAFC. Goals four, 14. Two more than LAFC. Okay. They have six goal scorers coming into this game with 57% of the offense coming by way of Demir Krylock, a person who once donned a jersey of your newly loved, beloved Bundes- Bundesliga team. Yeah. Okay. A team that is 2 1 and 3 at home, a team that is 1 1 and 1 away. RSL, not a team to sleep on because they only lost. At the end of the day, two games. They tied four and they've won three. A good team. Dangerous at home, but not against LA. Look, we, we've talked and clearly. about <laughs> any team that we are looking at above us in the standings, we need to take seriously from here on out. And in order to close out the season the way we want to, them. every single team 
that we play from here on out. We can't give away points anymore. We can't let up a late goal to leave two points on the field. We can't do any of that anymore. And tonight was a perfect opportunity for us to do that again. And we did not. I think that's huge for us to talk about after the match. We're going to talk about our place in the standings now that this week is over. And Vince, you talked about it when we were prepping for this episode. It seemed like a lot of the results really broke our way, right? It was the, a, the standings have been very kind yes. to LAFC in general, right? Like yeah. as and there bad is still as this, one more match, by the way, to play this week. Okay, but as bad as this LAFC run has been to start the season, like yeah. the standings have been very kind. Where everything is well, Max and I have said this: everything except for the very top spots are within sure. reach. Like sure. we, I think we've all acquiesced the supporter shield. We have all acquiesced the probably top spot in the West. The supporter shield is going to come from the East because the East is pretty bad. You get to play teams like Chicago. Yeah. Uh, sadly, now Toronto. Right. Oh, my uh, God. You know, teams like have that. Have they fired their coach yet? Have we been checking Twitter? Uh, they sh- certainly miss Greg Vanny. I'll that was tell a, you that, that was much. A touchdown I mean, I would love to go coach uh, Pasuelo uh, Soteldo. I mean, oh my uh, God. call me up, guys. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I think 110 would let me do the double duty. Uh, <laughs> but to your point, about needing this, yep. needing this and wanting it. Uh, I think it took that goal for us to see the want. Yep. Not, and <laughs> I, I'm actually del- I'm going back on my own thing that I always tell people, don't don't look at guys' intentions and their effort. Right. Really don't like that. And the reason I don't like it is because it's just not quantifiable. Like, don't tell me a guy's not trying. Like, there's no way you can know that. Sure. And honestly, it's like the worst. It's like if I showed up to your random job and be like, you don't look like you're doing much. You're be like, what? You're just sitting down. What? My boss doesn't even know how much I do. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just telling you. I'm looking at the you right test. now. And you, yeah, right? Don't get me started on the eye test. What would you say? Oh, the you bloody do? But I would say once that goal went in, that C Fuentes goal, yeah. LFC kicked it into a gear that I, I would say, I mean, the closest thing to it was maybe the Colorado match when they accidentally yeah. gave up that goal and yep. then kind of were like, oh, we were in total control of this right. match. This was a match where they were not in control of. Yeah. Like, if RSL would have been just a little bit sharper, LAFC could have been at the sword today. Like yeah. it would have been a bad day yeah. and we would all pitchforks, <laughs> myself included, would have been like, something's got to change, right. players out, like search cycling people around, let, let, let's go. But I think once that goal went in, you saw a team that was like, oh, absolutely, we're clawing this. We're getting through this. And we talked about it while watching it. Yep. Like, take it to the corner. We love it. We loved it. We right? loved the right? take it to the corner. We loved Carlos Velo going there. The C Fuentes, like yeah. back those days up. Who split the defense and then oh, went yeah. there? Diego Rossi, yeah, taking like a full minute and a half on the pitch, <laughs> having to get picked up, getting a yellow card, then arguing the yellow card, like <laughs> very Italy. That was, that was fun. <laughs> oh, yes. That was a lot of fun. The result was all that mattered for all those people that were like, "I'm so sick of this. I just need results. This is all I care about." That was your team. That was it. That was your team. I don't want to see that week in and week out. Right. But sometimes when you need it, you want it, you have to have it. I wanted to see that. Well, let's talk about the players who did play in this match. I'll start with RSL and their starting lineup. A a really young and up and coming keeper, a player that's going to be very, very fun to watch. Thomas Romero. Uh, No, no, no. Well, where I'm doing the RSL. (laughs) No, I knew, I knew what you were doing. I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that in there. Name we're going to be mentioning a lot. Oh my God. Do I love Thomas Romero? 
David Ochoa, who unfortunately, that oh, that was incredible. <laughs> uh, David Ochoa, who unfortunately right now will be best known for his U23 performance uh, with the awful. Oh, uh, best goal. known for me for kicking that ball into Minnesota's. Right. Uh, there you go. Upper deck. Yeah, that that Minnesota's the the wonder wall there, right? Uh, David Ochoa is going to be one of those keepers. I mean, to me, it almost feels like a Green Bay Packers quarterback situation where they basically passed it from Brett Favre, who played there forever, to Aaron Rodgers. It could be hmm. a Nick Ramondo to David Ochoa yeah. kind of situation. Okay. He is I'm, very, I'm, very good. You like that? The, the one football reference he makes that I don't get angered by. That's good. Look. It, this is still, it was still early on in the pod. It, it was still has enough not, time to piss me it off. It was not a good torch passing it to Cam Newton, my friend. So I wasn't about to bring up that train wreck. Uh, don't worry. I haven't said his name yet. But Keyboard, uh, Aaron yes. Herrera, Justin Glad, Marcelo Silva, and a guy who I wanted to call Adrian Brody over and over and over again. But it's <laughs> Andrew Brody because we had never heard of him until, until today. Up until no joke. Starting lineup, I was like, I have to Google this guy. I don't know who that is. Pablo Ruiz of Argentina. The other Beasler, Nick Beasler. The one who won a national title in 2013 playing for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Yep. That's pretty darn cool, man. I mean, he's always going to be the other Beasler as long as Matt is still performing as well as he And we're going to play the other Beasler. Literally in a couple days. Three days' time. Yeah. And then Michael Chang, who, oddly enough, not the tennis player that I grew up watching, but the Cuban international. Yo, I got to tell you something about... the backseat to Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi, Michael Chang. Yo, this Michael Chang is interesting. He's a defector from the country of Cuba. However, he holds the record for the most assists in the USL. Quite an interesting story. You defect from Cuba. I'm going to do something that Philly does here. Just hold on. Oh my God! I think that's such a happy sound on a good day. <laughs> Just I mean, a sweet come sound. On. It's a sweet sound of suds. How can we not be happy? It's, it's a, Fourth of July weekend. Ladies it's a Dr. And Pepper. And by the way, is anybody right. counting the howevers that Philly is throwing out of the episode? Am I, am I doing my like Chandler? Bing that's that's literally at least two or three of those. All right. Uh, so uh, defenders uh, of the bank bingo. However, if you have however that. from Philly, mark that off on your bingo. Oh, oh speaking of our pregame, I mean bingo. Defenders bingo. Did that same family win again? Still never understood how to play the game. Yeah. Wait, let's go back to this one hot take. Uh, everybody, on, we did the LXC pregame. These gentlemen were fantastic. I love having them on the pregame. 110 football is what kind of powers the pregame for LAFC. Yep. By the way, I have to, by the way, is going to be mine. Because I, I, I keep finding extra doors to go through. I yep. just have to say thank you for everyone that's like, why, why is Vince on here, by the way? Because I asked them to put me on here because I want to talk a little bit about 110 football. And how we're on Fridays on LFC's YouTube channel. Uh, that's the plug. There yep. you go. Yep. Bad job of that, but that was fun. Uh, in the pregame, we talk about bingo because bingo is how you can win prizes. This a week's prize was Bob a signed Bradley Bob Bradley photo, yeah. which I wanted very badly. For everyone that knows, I love Bob Bradley. Mark Anthony K. Bob Bradley. I have the, they're my shrine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At LAFC. Uh, so we talked about bingo. We talked about bingo, and at some point, Philly goes. I mean, how do you play bingo? He doesn't know. And, how to play and I play said bingo. to him, I, I looked at him, I go, you mean on the app? He goes, no, I mean, <laughs> yes, he's, he's yes on the app, but, but also how do you play bingo? And then I, bingo. I let it go. I let it go. Cause that was like, we were about to do the show. So I was like, hey, let's move on. We don't have time. He said it then right we're, before. Then we were, we're upstairs watching it. And I go, Hey, hold on. Do you really not know how to play bingo? He goes, no, never heard of it. Still don't know what it is. Don't know. I'm like, wait, you Never. You're lying. And Never. all of us, all, there was, what, eight people in the room yes. were like trying to tell him. headed alien. Yeah. Trying to tell him how to play bingo, which was the most boring conversation in the entire <laughs> world. But uh, do you now know how to play bingo? 
Dude, I barely know how to play spades, and I've never seen the Matrix. Spades is much there's harder a, than bingo. There's a lot of things that I haven't done in my life. Much. Hold on. Do you understand that literally someone just calls a letter, either B-I-N-G or O, and then a number, so you look under that column, yeah. and you just mark it off There's with no the skill to the game. It is like the lottery. Right. I mean, cool. Have you played, I haven't played. Yeah, Wait, have you played Kino? Have I played who? Kino. Kino. I mean, I played Sorry and like you know, oh, like uh, like, like know Kino is not no, Sorry. No. No. I played Candyland. I don't know. I just he looked like a man. I know I, he's been to Vegas, like to gamble, so I thought right? maybe yeah, uh, Kino. You. Oh no. man! All right. Well, listen. If you wow. guys want to send your this tips, is a whole other episode. <laughs> this is. At, don't forget, guys. At Defenders of the Bank, please give your tips on how to win at Bingo to Christian Philly Philemon here. Uh, this all started, by the way, talking about Michael Chang, the not tennis player from Cuba, but Let, the guy holds a USL record for assists. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so he 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 knows how to hold on to he something does. I mean, he like that right there a player who i love to call ricky rubio right before philly went on oh, to talk on 110 football because head. he was gonna say it yep uh rubio you did, rubin you didn't mess it up he though did not mess to it your up. credit albert rushnak from slovenia rushnak i love slovakia i love you say, it's slovakia yes max bredos on the call told us that reminded yes. us of that and then demir krylock who look Every time we see Demir Krylock, we get a little chill because. But you can't say Krylock's name without saying Krylock. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think one of our episodes was like we got Krylock, Demir Krylock. No, you said it for Krylocking out loud. Oh, for Krylocking out loud. That was my title. That title, yes. Look on the bench, just a couple of players that I want to make sure we mention: Anderson Julio, who can't get into the match, even though he scored two goals in the first game. Bobby Wood of the former U.S. Men's National Team fame, thirteen goals in forty-five caps for the U.S. Men's National Team, did nothing. Nothing. And Zero. a member of Union Berlin. Former he member of Union with Berlin. Demir Krylock. Yep, yep. And then, but that was when they were in the Bundesliga Zwei. What side? Sp- what, what, sorry, just an aside. What side of the uh, Berlin Wall did Union Berlin? East. East. Oh, tough. Yeah. They're okay. on the east side. Sorry. Sorry, br- on the east sorry, side. sorry, okay. sorry, to br- sorry to bring that down. No, that's okay. <laughs> <And> <laughs> no, it's all good. Oh, the millions had to know. That's why they wear red. The only, yes. Ah, there, there you go. go. The DR. The only Iraqi international team player Justin left Miram. in Major League Soccer, Justin Miram. Unfortunately, Ali Adnan, who's one of my favorite as players. As of today, as of like hours ago. Right. Literally, like they couldn't come to Yeah, there's your more breaking news for you. Visa issues, all kinds. I mean, I don't know how many fans care about anything that happens in Vancouver, but it's one of those things where Ali Adnan was such a fun player to watch. I'm really bummed that Vancouver doesn't have him anymore. Oh, but you know what I love? My forever memory of Ali Adnan yep. will be... Eric Duenas, <laughs> diving oh, yeah. into yep. a tackle, getting his first yellow card of all time, yep. and yep. thinking, Duenas, just run away because that man is so much bigger than <laughs> oh, you. <yeah. laughs> Let's, I mean, by the way, look, we're segueing all over the map today. Before we get into LAFC's starting lineup, we had a thing that could have happened on the 110 Football pregame show where we could have talked about our favorite young player. Oh, and, yeah. And look, I would have gone probably with Christian Torres, but now that you bring it up, Pound for pound, I think my favorite player that would have been in that young player category, Eric Duenas, all of like 95 pounds of him or whatever. He is a, I know he weighs like 140 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, he's tiny. Um, Actually, this is great. And I'm glad I get to do this with you yeah. guys. Um, I don't have a platform for this so much anymore. I mean, obviously I have 110, but I don't get to write for LAFC and I probably would have written about this. Um, Here's something to share with your listeners. Let's Eric Duenas, uh, right back, right? Yeah. Right back, right yep. back, right back. Right back. No. Uh, been playing a lot more midfield. Oh, in practice? Bob Bradley seems to feel that he has the skills to play midfield, and they've been trying him out at midfield more. So don't be surprised if at Vegas, um, he's man, he's been kind of snake bitten by an right. ankle injury this right, year. Yeah. Right. Um, and I actually got to see him at training a little bit, play a little bit in midfield, and then 
go off with that ankle injury, which was a bummer. Like oh. I literally, I just felt for the kid. Um, but yeah, yeah. For defenders, listeners, uh, Eric Duenas, like they're 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 trying to see what he has in different positions, and this is kind of the reasons why I like the coaching staff, Bob Bradley in particular too. He he sees starting points. Like you can do little things here and here. These are the type. Like when I talk about formations, formations yeah. are stupid. They're not, they're nothing. They don't mean anything. It's about roles. And Bob goes, well, the role that I need a player, this type of player, and this can do this and this can open up a team or do this or, or move possession. He sees that in Eric Duane just through the middle of the park. That's so interesting. it's an interesting thing for him um, because yeah, to your point, he is small. It's right. tough to play that really spot, guy, yeah. but he sees starting points and sees physical capabilities and a, a know-how to to move him there and you just I don't know you just wouldn't imagine that and I want I wanted to share that with you because when you know that's Duenius, fantastic I don't think that's not I I mean I had gotten to see it just real quick in a preseason game I was like is he just playing there because sometimes you just you put too much into stock in preseason or just anytime you watch training right. you go it's like I just filling out the numbers or whatever I and mean, then I talked to some people they go no this is this is a thing this is that's my favorite thing to say and, and football is always this is that because of this or whatever or I mean, is this a or, thing? Or is, a thing? or is this a thing? That's that's how we talk in football. We're like, uh, blah, 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 blah. is this a thing? Right. And then somebody goes, yeah. And you go, okay, we can talk about it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, for me personally, Christian Torres, I my favorite young player, yep. especially not just of the Interesting three, right? guy. but we've got so many young kids coming up. I, I know, Philly, I know your answer, though. Your favorite young player under the age of, I don't know, what is it, 20 or so? You mentioned him, the former what is it, uh, Barcelona Academy prospect? So we were asked on our last episode of One More Sleep what our thoughts were on uh, LAFC players going and training and playing for the Las Vegas Lights. And I got to tell you, there's two sides of the spectrum. And I mentioned this last night. There's the injury that Quadro Poku had, which is the downfall. I dropped stuff. Apparently stuff still was. works. If you heard us, fantastic Stuff dropped. We're still alive. Fantastic. Quadwo Opoku got hurt, which really sucked because that kid was a stud. But then you look at the other end of the spectrum, and then you have Bryce Duke, a kid that, you know, he's featured quite a bit. He's had his moments of brilliance and moments of, like, not-so-niceties. Uh, that's not even a word. It doesn't really freaking matter. It's about 11.30 after... It's the third freaking that Philly has dropped this episode. Okay, so uh, I go from however to freaking. That's 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 the next word on your... Just go blue. Center. We're almost at midnight. Hey, <laughs> hey, forget about it. But, but Bryce Duke... His time in Vegas has really improved his ability, yeah. has really improved his confidence. And I really like the kid. He's got guts. He tries hard. And he is a perfect example as to why it makes sense for these young kids who don't get as many minutes playing with the senior team at LAFC to go down to USL to play for Steve Chirondolo and the Las Vegas Lights. Which, by the way, if you go to Vegas and you have the ability to go see a Lights game, head out to Cashman Field. I promise you for two hours, you are going to enjoy yourself having a couple of $2 shots of tequila, following a llama around. It is a good time. But that is my young player that I like. I like it. Bryce Duke. Who's yours? Ooh, there's so many. I do. I like all of your guys' takes. I think Christian Torres is the one because he's just a killer. Um, and he's so young. Uh, he's still got a lot to learn. Like yeah. I, And I love talking to him because I, I love asking him, like, what do you need to work on? And he's so meta about it. So, like, he just little details. He goes, you know, finishing in different ways. Like, interesting. A 16, 17 year old kid doesn't say that to you. They don't, what they say to you is, uh, I need to keep scoring goals. Right. Yeah, of right, course you right. do, bro. Uh, he <laughs> says, no, I need to find different ways that are like my sweet spot for finishing. 
And I go, and I remember asking about like, well, who kind of, t-? he's like, well, the coaching staff helps me. And, you know, Carlos Vela, I go, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> right, right. I like your Bryce Duke take and I think the bigger point is this and the and uh you know Mahala thing is is heartbreaking because he was a dynamic player uh incredible courage like I, this is one thing that I really love about AFC is they grow players that they they say to him man you might mess up you might make mistakes you might lose the ball just make sure you fight really hard to get it back but go out there and do stuff right not everyone can do that. It's terrifying. Like I grew up in a soccer uh, environment where I was like, don't mess up. And I, I was terrified. By sure. It. Like I hated it. I really hated it. We where LFC goes, go, go blossom. But uh, like I said, some players can't grasp that. Like they're just not built for it. They're more built for um, being resistant to making mistakes. Yeah. Mahalo was a kid. And I can say kid cause he's very young compared sure. to me. Uh, was a kid that like, Got the ball at his feet and was like, I dribble this whole team. Let's go. Like, and I love that about <laughs> right. him. Maybe it wasn't always the best decision, but he was slowly learning, slowly, and it's felt like he was getting there. Like he still had the courage. Yep. But he realized the times courage is not what I need here. Here I need to lay the ball off and continue my run somewhere right. else. And so yes, that's sad. But then you get to your point, the Bryce Dukes that are figuring it out. They're being more ball retentive. They're not uh giving in the I mean, the Houston game. Aside, we, right. we've talked about this, right? Probably could have been a foul. Um, but when you work with a, a guy like Steve Trundolo, who has just an eye for talent and has gotten to work in a German system that has figured out a way, yes, they've stumbled in the last couple of years. I think that's more because Yogi Lowe should have gone, should have moved on, really should have moved on. But their pipeline has not changed. Look, I don't care what you feel about Timo Werner and Kai Havertz, they're absolute ballers, right? Yeah. And kill to have a player. And there's more and there's more coming through. Just like France. There's more coming through. And if Steve Trundolo is excited about players with the connections that he has, and he's playing players and he's telling them the things that he knows. And one of my greatest things is that not greatest things, that's a weird thing to say. One of the cool (laughs) things about talking to Steve, and I got a chance to have Party Beer Co., which he was awesome. He was so much fun to talk to. Not not yeah, not just um in like, yes, he's very professional, but he's fun. Like you don't, it's rare that you stumble upon somebody that's an absolute legend. Like, right? The number one player in his position for his yeah. national team of all time. Yeah. Yes, going forward, and he'll he'll admit this too. He hopes there will be better. Absolutely. But until now, there ain't anyone better he's than Steve Trundle at yep. that spot. Agreed. But he said to me, he goes, you know, I don't pretend to have all the answers. And sometimes, and he goes early on with my Vegas team, I think the players thought I did. And that was a problem. That was the problem. He's like, because I actually want them to go out and figure out the solutions for themselves. Sure. And he's like, and now we're slowly starting. And then you've seen the results. Yeah. Are turning around. So he's trying to instill in these kids. Look, end of the day, I don't, I'm just not on the sidelines with a controller. You're going to have to make these decisions. I'm going to give you the best advice that I have. I'll say to you, I think you should do this. You got a better way to go. Right. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> and yeah, and try, at least try it out. At least try it out. So one, you did it, and two, so that afterwards we can go. Okay, this worked. This didn't. Right. These, these, this is the thing. This is the thing that drives me crazy, and I get in fights on Twitter, and I'm <laughs> gonna stop doing it. Uh, <laughs> Are you? Yeah, for now. Because uh, <laughs> like, sometimes, because it drives me wild. Because one, I know these guys are human beings, but two, 
This is the beauty of this sport. We want guys to make mistakes. We want guys to try to solve solutions in different ways. Yeah. The sport is dynamic. It's fluid. There's no stopping people. There's no, oh, time out, time out, time out. Everyone move around to do this or let's set up a play. Like this is the stuff that you love. Yeah, every day I hear about, I just want results. I just want it to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Don't let it be perfect. Embrace chaos. I am team yeah. chaos. Yep. Soccer is sport chaos. It is the most random sport. It cannot be explained. Look, I love stats, and if they're getting a little bit better, they still can only scratch sure. the surface. Sure. Yeah. Well, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna smoothly segue into Philly giving us LAFC starting. Yeah, we haven't even talked today. about the game yet. We have yet to talk about the game. Philly, you, you normally keep track of where we're at. How many how many minutes have we talked so far? A on lot. This so I will tell you this: we don't get graced by greatness that often. I'm with and you. And by greatness, I mean Vince Larosa. Right. And if y'all don't think he's great, if y'all don't think his commentary is great, I hope your numbers are great after this, or else I'm never coming back. <laughs> no, no. no at the end of the day, we're having a blast hanging out with a good friend, dude. It is awesome hearing you and your takes. You still Obviously, haven't answered my question. You. How many minutes are we in? All right. Well, I'm sorry. We're wait, 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 wait. How dare you step? He's gonna compliment me. Inflate Vince's ego because he's our buddy. It's already. Yeah, we haven't even like, talked about the game. Okay. I would like to thank the dozens and, and, uh, and dozens <laughs> that are. I almost made Vince spit out his drink right now. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. So long. And we haven't even hold on, hold on, cue me up again. Say it again. The dozens and dozens. There you go. And now probably a handful. Right here we go. We're at you guys. Look, yo, all right. So quick, let's get wait, quick, one. quick segue. Las Vegas Lights did win today, one nothing. Danny Masovsky with a goal in the fifth minute. Which, by the way, who the heck is his dent? He has the nicest, yes, beautiful, cleanest teeth, teeth I've yes. ever seen. We we mentioned that, like, oh my god, he was doing that that what practice interview that you guys had on One Ten Football, where he was talking about what happened last match. And just most beautiful teeth, Philly. For the love of God, let's get into the game recap. Who's all right, all right. For in between the pipes, a man who has earned a clean sheet in his first start, and spoiler alert, earned another clean sheet today. Wee. Thomas Romero, Georgetown Hoya national champion in the year twenty seven. In between the pipes. Our back line consisted of Kim Moon Juan, Eddie Segura, Marco Farfan, Jesus David Murillo. Our midfield, Latif Blessing, Edward Atuesta, Mark Anthony K. Sorry, I had to hype him up there. Oh, Carlos Vela, Diego Rossi, Corey Baird. That is our starting lineup. Scarf. Let's get into the matchup. Yes, I was really excited. Look, it was a homecoming, right? For Corey Baird, a Real Salt Lake legend. Formerly. They gave the- him a card. Yeah. Yeah, right? right? Is that, oh, it was a different type it was of card. a different card. Yeah. Different card. He, he, <laughs> Speaking of cards, this MLS <laughs> he, card looks kind of stupid. He definitely, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Oh, he God, def- I haven't seen it. Oh, wait till I give we'll, you we'll the card. We'll show it to you later on. It, by the way, uh, I thought it'd be a little bit better of a homecoming for Corey Bear, the former MLS Rookie of the Year. Now Not for the, lack of trying. Now it's the As always with Player Corey. Award, by the way. No longer Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. We got up there a couple of minutes into the match after filming the pregame, and it was it took until about seven minutes for anything to happen. First corner of the match goes to RSL. Nothing comes of it. But in the 16th minute, your key to the match, you mentioned this on the 110 football pregame show, the keys to the match for you, it was defending crosses and early on, 16 minutes in, Demir Krylock, who absolutely should have put this one on target, missed the header on a cross by Herrera. Aaron Herrera, by the way, is pretty good. I like. Yeah, the guy's got three assists talent. coming into this game. He should've knows how to fourth. find... Should have had a fourth on should've that play. Absolutely, absolutely had a fourth on that one. Yep. 16 minutes in, Krylock missing a header. And and this is where I found out who this player was. 17th minute of the match. <laughs> Adrian a Brody. yellow card for not Adrian Brody, <laughs> 
but Andrew Brody for a foul on Carlos, and that led to the free kick Philly and. Oh, crossbar, what a free baby! Kick it was, dude. So Carlos he was, he Vela was practicing, I think. Carlos Vela came close to a goal on well, free kicks. Free kicks would work crossbars. That seems to be a theme. And you know what? We repeated that theme because in the 18th minute, Vela off the crossbar, barely stepped to it, banged it off the woodwork. Carlitos came so darn close yet again to notching a goal. I don't. You, you mentioned the term snake bitten earlier, Vince. I don't know if Carlos Vela has been snake bitten this season because there have been a number of occasions where that man could have punched the leather into the back of the polyurethane, which is, by the way, what nets are made out of. Thank you, sir. Yes. I think he was practicing for the MLS versus Liga MX skills competition. Crossbar challenge. Crossbar Maybe. challenge at Bank of California Stadium. If you haven't got your tickets yet, by the way, for the skills challenge, they are available at t- was it Ticketmaster, right? Ticketmaster, you can sit in the South End for twenty five bucks, or you can sit in the Fig section for thirty. Defenders of the Bank are going to be there watching the All Star Game skills competition. We know Vince will be there. One Ten Football will absolutely. Hopefully, I mean, we all can get in for the MLS game. is big fans of One Ten Football, and <laughs> I, you know I'm I should be hosting. Right, maybe, maybe me, Stu Holden, but it's no. who. who are I the mean, guys? I, I think you could definitely take his job. You got some good taste. Who are those those trick it. guys that are hosting? They're oh, incredible. What's yeah. their name? Oh, Philly? the English, the English fellow, English yeah. chaps. Yeah, what are what's the? Uh, it's like it's like it's like a letter G, and a number. G two. Yeah, I think right? it might be G two. Yeah, yeah, and you work right next to G four now, which is pretty. cool. I know there's so so many. Vince flies on G fours these days. He leads a jet setting lifestyle. Oh goodness, we flew we flew commercial last time. Look, I think oh heavens. In the, oh, no. in the 20th minute, we saw a bit of a theme, unfortunately, in this, this match where Edward Atuesta, just a little off in Rough this day. match. Rough it, day of the office. Yeah, for sure. Missed a shot well outside. Missed a shot well shot well wide, excuse me, outside the box. I'm sorry, you want to try that again? Yeah, sure. In the 20th minute, rip, 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 Edward Atuesta <laughs> missing a shot well wide from just outside the box. And in the 25th, he again looked a touch off through the first 25, missing well to the right again. And look, this seemed to kind of be the theme. We talked about this on the 110 football post game, where this was a great one nothing win for the first time in a long time, despite our midfield play, not because of it. And unfortunately for this match, it was kind of led by Edward Atuesta. I mean, this is why we didn't get right to the match commentary, right? Right. Like, there, I, I mean, we're being honest with you. There's not a ton to talk about it, at least in terms of like the meat and nuts and bolts of the match. Yeah. A lot of this is the feel good from it, the vibe, the mentality. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the midfield and to your point about Carlos not firing on all cylinders. I mean, what is he, what is he supposed to do right. when he can't get the ball in the no right service. positions? Yeah. Uh, I thought the mid, although we'll give the midfield credit, Latif, Edward, Mark, Anthony K were very great in harassing the yes. opponent, um, winning back balls, one V one duels. Um, Latif and you know Latif just has a, he's like a can opener man he finds ways to <laughs> to just get the ball get guys leaning one way he goes the other way because he's so agile uh, but no not not their stellar moments in the ways that we're used to seeing this this LAFC midfield which is bossing the ball forward getting the ball forward getting out in transition it just those things were yeah that sh- that final third just wasn't there no. for the midfield today. And speaking of bossing, I gotta say somebody who was bossing in between the pipes, Thomas Romero had one of four of his awesome saves against Ruiz. That had a weird weird curler, but yet he was there. Thomas Romero, 
making a statement as to why he should be a starter. A lot of people have asked us why Pablo Cisniega isn't playing. And it's not because he's not injured. It's not because something's wrong. Because we live in a world of, what have you done for me lately? And lately, Thomas Romero is taking care of business. Lately, Thomas Romero is scoring clean sheets. And he made a hell of a save on Ruiz in the 30th minute. Yeah. Look, 32nd minute, another errant pass from Atuesta. And I hate to keep harping on it, but again, it was a, it was a rough, it was a rough half all the way around. Look, 36 minute, Rossi makes that great run, right? But it's poked away at the last second. Mm-hmm. 43rd minute, Steady Eddie with a great block on Demir Krylock. He's my man of the match. I, I mean, I mean, we, we will, we will talk Segura. about why. Sifu Romero. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and it's incredible that Romero had the great well, we'll get to this later, but Romero had the great game that he did. And he's he still it, didn't have the save of the match. And and I'll say this, this will yeah. this How will many appeal. saves did Ochoa have? I feel like Romero was the much busier goalkeeper. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, I mean Ochoa only had one save. Yeah. There was only one shot on target at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, and Philly, you'll appreciate this. It's almost like you give away a three stars of the match after a hockey game. Uh, okay. I don't uh, want to talk about hockey. I anymore. think no, I understand. <laughs> But well, hockey, me about hockey's hockey. over, bro. Look, no, no. For me, like, don't you want to break my heart again, Scarf? I don't. But I, I'm, you were you were consoling me a week ago. I'm making literally. I'm making a hockey corollary, saying that the three stars of the match. It's incredible. You know, that, on the Max and Vince podcast, people really love when Max Bredos does hockey. Talks talk. about hockey, right? Like he. And, and I'll tell you what, he plays it off well because guys. He pretends like he does not love hockey. <laughs> <laughs> but, love hockey. Look, but shout guys, out to LFC. If you have hockey takes. Get a Max. We got Bredos. plenty. Get a Max Bredos. Because Max Bredos, Max Bredos is uh, he he at home. He wears a Patrick Waugh jersey. Um, <laughs> Damn spot yeah, words. Yeah, and it's not the Canadians one. He it's just he's a big Avalanche, Avalanche fan. Oh, even wow. worse. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Well, you know, Max likes to be heel, man. Right. You know? right. So well, I mean, so the guy so from did... Cleveland lived in Miami. How's he wearing a Colorado Patrick jersey? Patrick Waugh also yeah. liked to be a heel. So that was that's yeah. See, good. they go not together. Patrick Waugh. I couldn't hear him because I had my two stand rings in my ears. Look, we got we got nothing happening in the three minutes of stoppage time. Oh, without we, a doubt, we head to the half, and we all walked out of that that room where we were watching it. I went and had a coke, just like, ate some chips, and was like, "What ugh. happened?" I've had more excitement hanging out in Silver Lake, waiting at the Starbucks for a caramel macchiato, as opposed to watching the first. That might be the whitest thing you said on the podcast. Hipster, today. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> hipster indeed. Look, let's let's please, for love of God, get right into the second half. Um, <laughs> Look, and it started a lot like the first half. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's let's just Ours say... I'll put the pedal to the metal loop that, in that well, start to the second half. But let's just say Jesus David Murillo in the 48th minute. We think that was a <laughs> Wait, shot. The, sh- the, the shross? The, the shot the, cross? The, the shot cross. Maybe he saw someone in the stands that he wanted actually, to get a souvenir to. Uh, there was something that Sporting KC posted not too long ago, and it's Benny Failhopper like taking a shot and it went in the upper corner, but it was right. like clearly across. And I was like, "Is that a Schross?" And Benny goes, "Not even close." <laughs> he was like, "I meant to cross that, and it just went in." Scarf likes to quote and and refer to like football comments. I might have said something about this on an earlier podcast. If y'all don't know, I'm a Jets fan. Last year, Sorry. the Sorry. Jets had Sam. Yes, I appreciate your condolences. Sam Darnold was the quarterback of the Jets last season. It's not going to be the case not going anymore. forward. There was an instance where he was throwing passes to no man's land, and he's like, "I feel like I'm seeing ghosts out there." Right? That I mean, exi- that's exactly what that, his o- that offensive line was too many doing. concussions. Oh his Gustavo Maria was was. was Harnessing his inner Sam Darnold, passing the ghost. There's literally nobody around him on that. But pass. wait, he rumbled, bumbled, stumbled. There's your NFL. <laughs> oh, there I like go. that. Uh, 
it, literally though, he carried the ball. He was like, no one's going to stop me. No one's going to stop me. No one's going to stop me. And rightfully so, they didn't. Right. But he got to a point where he was like, I just have to shoot now. And he's just like, uh. <laughs> it was rough. I'm sorry. Like, what was the dramatization? It really is. Uh. <laughs> you guys couldn't see. There's also a hand movement yeah. that goes along. And I, think that's exactly, and then, I think before the shot went out of bounds, he had already turned and ran back to his position. <laughs> it's like the anti-Steph Curry, Yeah, he goes, right? he goes, uh, you know, it was, it was the grandpa uh, Simpson he yeah. walks in, puts his hat. Oh, thank you. Picks it back up and walks right back out. I love that. You know what? Bone Storm's going to love that reference, too. Shout oh, out to we love Bone, Bone Storm, Storm gave me a pin. Oh, dude, isn't that aren't my those boy. new pins beautiful? Oh, oh it's on my, it's on my, it's on my black jean jacket. Oh, we it love is you, Bone Storm. definitely too hot for jackets, but it oh, will. God. The second Especially there's even the lightest chill in the air, right? I will be wearing rocking it. it. Look, 52nd minute, Philly. We, we thought we were going to get Crylocked again all over the place. Another near miss. Crylock! It's, I mean, headed over the bar. Philly, can we just talk for a minute? You said, by the way, when, when he made the save, you weren't sure if the ball was even going to be on target. And then they did that that other angle from yeah. in front of the goal. Philly, your, your new, I think, favorite player. I mean, you talk about his national championship from Georgetown every time you mention it. Are you going to get his goalkeeper jersey? What? You should. I, I mean, should. he has. I, had, I have well, a Philip Benjamin jersey. I should have a Well, and you have a pink goalkeeper jersey. Yeah, I, I do. You can go do. down to HQ. How By the way, for all your LAFC needs, go to HQ. No, uh, <laughs> you can go down to HQ and get impressed. I really do want a Thomas Romero jersey because you know what? Wait, he have made you a noticed? Hell of a save. Uh, yeah, sorry. Have you noticed good. what the. Um, uh, I was trying to use a big word. What the di- I was gonna anachronistic. It's that's not the word, but uh, that's what, definitely what, not on defenders of the bank. No, bingo. no. Uh, do, have you noticed what is different about your Greek goalkeeper jersey compared to the Thomas Romero goalkeeper yes. jersey? Yes, Philly. Have you noticed your pink keeper kit is a three quarter sleeves kit? That beautiful green Ew. kit is short sleeve. Well, it's not just that. Okay, go on. Now I got to tell, tell me more. Tell me more. What color is the sponsor? By the way, sponsored by Flex. Uh, what yes. color? Is, what color is the sponsor on your kit? Uh, black. Yeah. Have you noticed what color it is on Thomas Romero's pink kit? Wasn't it white? white? White. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. All right. Hot, that's a hot take with Vince yeah. Larosa right there. And, and by the way, if you're listening to us at LACHQ, please make the green goalkeeper kit. I want it so bad. I absolutely love it. We have asked we not, for the they Joker not, kit. And I keep saying that. we. Have they not released it yet? <laughs> they have not released the green short sleeve keeper kit. Well, I'm I, ready for that. I think they figured out though that. People want keeper kits. Yes. And uh, I mean, to their credit, when I walked in there, I was like, wow, there's more pink kits than I imagined. I think they ordered much more than they did previous seasons. Right. I think it's a right? definite possibility. But Philly, how about that save? Albert Rusnak, who is the only designated player on Real Salt Lake, a guy who has played in nine games, started nine games, a guy who has contributed a goal and two assists, a guy who played in Holland for Groningen. A guy who has played on the Slovakian national team, arguably real Salt Lake's best player, had a great, uh, he had a great cutback. He got some space. And you know what? It was a full extension save yep. by Thomas Romero. Strong he hands. outstretched him. And you know, once again, Thomas Romero making a very great case as to why he should be LAFC's starting keeper in between the pipes, stuffing the designated player, the only designated player for real Salt Lake. Look, 60 minutes in, and, and we were talking about our notes and everything as we were taking them. And I, we I were said, dying at this point, honestly. Oh, my God. I said this exact. I'll read you my, my note exactly. You guys know how I love to do that. I said an hour in, and RSL is looking more comfortable moving forward. 
Unfortunately, just a minute later, this wasn't the homecoming that Corey Baird <laughs> oh, wanted it to be. This is where he got the card. He was auditioning <laughs> for our you Italian team here. Wait, can I say something about this? Please do. <laughs> Look, I, and, uh, and <laughs> I'm not going to say that P, that players should dive. And it was a, there was an embellishment. But if you're playing and you cut a ball back and a guy sticks his leg there, you kind of expect to go down. So yeah. there's a little bit of the expectation versus the dive. He embellished it a little more than it was. But right. I would say that was a moment where, yes, deserved yellow card. Is it as egregious as some people might make out? No, no. But I, that's that's all I gotta say. Like, if someone sticks, if I'm dribbling really fast and someone sticks their leg out right, like the last second, right, and I expect them to hit me and they don't, and then he's smart enough to pull his leg. Like it was smart by the defender to yep. go, "Oh, I'm in the box. I can't do this." Yep. He pulled it. He pulled out of the tackle. You're still probably gonna go down. You sure. just kind of expect it. Because you get kicked a lot. What yeah. what I appreciate was that there was zero argument from Corey Baird. He no. saw yeah. the yellow, went right back. Well, to no, the he spot. he saw it because look, it was just, again deserved yellow. Yeah. Um, and I, what I did like was so you sometimes you get the opposite team that just like goes nuts. Sure. Picking guys up, it's like relax, relax, yeah. relax. The referee right. will take care of this. Relax. Right. So right. no, definitely. I, look, it, it was a yellow in a homecoming. Philly and I both predicted a goal. For Corey Baird yeah. on the night, well, yeah, but your prom- other premonitions that you had came true. So we did okay. I mean, Carlos Vela didn't score. Wait, either, do you guys but... do you guys like rate these? You're like, oh, God. oh no, we we look back. I'm gonna on buy it, a but... lottery ticket after yeah. today's prediction. I mean, I'm not gonna but... lie. In this house, there is a uh, palm reader that the... you guys can come to, and I guess you guys don't feel right. like no, you can, we you we, can uh, turn yeah. that sign back on. No, huh? no, we we definitely don't. <laughs> we do Philly, call him Scarf Stradamus, though. Philly, you have been. Well, you combine all your names into. I mean, Philly he, Stradamus. He did that one today. That, that was, was a, fantastic. That was I'm I really reached for that. Man. Philly, you've yes, been on Doug the deep. Thomas Romero bandwagon all match. Why don't we just let you have the 63rd minute, my friend? Michael Chang, the defector from Cuba, one of the all-time leading scorers in USL, had a shot. And Thomas Romero, a massive save. Come on, Thomas Romero. Unfortunately, clearing it out, though. Mario and Farfan <laughs> took each other out. Both are okay, though. That was, if I could quote... All right, so Scarf and I are Mets fans. If you listen to this podcast, you know that. Farfan and Mario knocking into each other is probably the most New York Mets thing that's ever occurred and in look, LAFC. Uh, uh, happy let's... belated Bobby Bonilla Day, by the way. Oh, oh thank yeah. you, sir. Thank which, you. Which is funny, because like prior to Bobby Bonilla Day, literally 24 hours, the Mets lost 20-2. And, to two. And, and what I love is, Philly, you said, if you haven't listened to this podcast, we're well over an hour in. We've barely gotten through the game. No one who hasn't listened to the podcast before is still listening, so we appreciate all of you fans out there. Look, 66th minute. There you go. There it is. 66th minute. <laughs> another drop. free kick for RSL, but Krylock couldn't come close with it. He hit that one well into the supporter section there. In 67th minute, Vince, a moment that, that changed the match. And I'm not talking about that Raheem Edwards sub for Corey Baird, but a sub where you could, I mean, look, we all kind of looked at each other. And you could feel the LAFC fans' Facebook page just the cheering, <laughs> the excitement, yeah. as uh-huh. Mark Anthony K came out for Sifu. And what did you say as soon as the sub happened? I Vince? said, look what's going to happen. Sifu's going to score the winner. Oh! There it because, is. Because because my luck, ride or dies with Mark Look, it, <laughs> I, maybe it's my fault. And, and Mark Anthony K, if you listen to this podcast, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for for repping you, uh, but uh, my luck riding dies with you. And I was like, oh, look, my Twitters are going to be a gas, right? Because Sifu's going to score the winner, and everything's going to say, look, 
it's Mark's fault, <laughs> which makes no sense. But somehow it's going to make sense in these people's right, heads. Right. And, and look, just two minutes later, 67th minute was the sub. So if they score in the 69th minute, we got a giggity goal. I was so excited. I, nobody else in the 110 studio knew what I was flipping out about. Jason, the producer, turns around and goes, wait a minute. If they score in the 69th minute, you guys call it a giggity goal? I go, absolutely. Check Twitter. We actually got tagged on we that. We did. Oh, it was, that's awesome. Look, yeah. All I will say is this. It Yes, Sifu scored the goal. And by the way, it went, I believe, Vela it was to a Segura to, to Sifu. But the reason why Sifu had the space yep. in order to curl that shot in, Good man. it wasn't Vela. It wasn't Segura. It wasn't Sifu. It was Kim Moon Hwan, who, by the way, just like 30 seconds earlier, came out of nowhere to slash into the midfield to knock that ball away and to keep possession for LAFC. I actually compared it. We're Mets fans, but I kind of compared it to Derek Jeter. That Why was he there in the middle of that play against Oakland to make that flip throw? Why was okay. he able to get to some like of those that. balls? It, this was exactly what I thought. And the one thing that Kim Moon Hwan and Derek Jeter have in common, in my opinion, they are both <laughs> world class at what they do okay. I absolutely okay. love Kim Moon Hwan and the space that he opened with that little dummy run pulling I don't remember who number 13 is but pulling number 13 away for Real Salt Lake Silva? It's Silva, Marcus, Silva. No, is he 30 isn't he 30 something I don't remember who 13 is no Silva's it, 30 yeah I, okay. look, I'm gonna Nick Beasler. Nick ah, Beasler. Oh, the Beasler. Poor Nick Beasler. He got pulled away by the that lesser dummy run. Beasler. And Sifu, we have said it time and time again, he is one of the very few players, Philly, that keeps the defense honest by taking shots from outside or near in the box. Fantastic times. Look, Kim Moon-Hwan made that goal possible. Kim Moon-Hwan has, look, he deserves his starting spot. Tristan Blackman didn't feature in the game today because of the fact that he had the red card in the previous matchup against Sporting Kansas City. But you'd have to be a schmuck if you don't think that Kim Moon Hwan should start every single game going forward. What about is, both of them? I mean, we, you, then, then I guess the question is, who do you sit down? Because Jesus David Murillo, you can make the case, he's played in every single game that LAFC's had. He's a, he's a state. Well, I'm not saying you sit down to him, though. I'm saying, what about, what about, what about, what about five sit? in the back? What about five in the back? What about the five, three, two? I mean, I'm, well, I'm not saying there's any right answer here. Right? And I love the fact that they can change. Like, to, to people that uh, lose their mind, like, Bob does one thing, he can't. Literally, they change formations. Yeah. So, well, he's only stuck with the same starting lineup in two consecutive matches. Yeah, and a lot Colorado of Colorado and NYCFC. Yeah, every a, other match he's taken. A lot of it's lineup. been either injuries or the week, or you know, yep. he, he's got to do what he's got to do with things. Right. Um. And and look, there's detriment to that. I mean, I, th- I would say today, like the team still didn't look like they were clicking. No. Uh. No. But I agree with you. No, Kim is uh, as of right now. Is the first name on that list? Yeah, I mean, above I yes. would say even above Carlos Vela. Let's be. I mean, sure. I mean the Frank. kid. Sure, been, he was a part, a big part of the offense. He's running up. Our co-host Jessica made the argument that hey, maybe he should step into the number ten role. <laughs> I don't know about that aspect, but he was a big a part of 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 the push going forward. And you know what? The fact that LAFC can't score goals this season, we we haven't had any game where we've scored over two. Maybe you bring up a really good point. Maybe we should have more of a defensive front because we don't score goals. Well, this year we're actually preventing goals from being yeah. scored, but we're not 
not scoring them. So maybe having more defenders in the back line wouldn't be a bad idea. It's not I, okay. Oh, let's let's go. Let's do formation talk. Right, <laughs> your favorite topic. Uh, my favorite topic. Um, so five in the back. Yes, it's five in the back. It's also sometimes three in the back. Right, right. It's either a three-five-two or a five-three. It's, it's a matter of how you look at it. Technically, the formation is actually more offensive. Offensive, yeah. Because you're pushing those if wing you have backs. four in the back, not everybody pushes their fullbacks in the way that LAFC does. Um, so yes, sometimes there's two and then everyone goes forward from there, but three in the back naturally has just three in the back. And then the wingbacks are told get forward, get going. So I would say this, it's not necessarily a a better, more rigid defensive thing. Um, but it gives you natural width, uh, for LAFC. Now it gives you the chance to put your most talented players on the pitch. Look, Tristan Blackman for whatever, however you feel about him is a very talented athletic player. Um, is Kim Moon want a better play going forward? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, it's no question. But I would say this about Tristan the understanding, and Kim's getting better at this. And this was not the game for it. The understanding of Tristan Blackman and Carlos Vela is special. Yes. The, the ability to know when to go wide, when to be inside, when you got to underlap, when you have to go on, you know, on the outside. He gets it. Kim will get it. It just takes time. Right. But it, it's something special and it's something you can't really put your finger on. Um, but. To Jessica's point, um, I think it's just a it lends credence to the to the profile player that LFC wants. You're not just a defender. Yep. You're not just an attacker. Right. Attackers need to know how to press. They need to know how to fight to win the ball back. And defenders, they need to know how to handle themselves. If the ball comes to your feet, don't be terrified. <laughs> like do something with right? it. Literally do something mm-hmm. with it. Right. And to your point, when you were like, oh, where did why was Kim there? Because he's given that latitude. Right. Go make a play. Right. It's something I've been saying earlier in the season. Can someone just go make a play? Sometimes you need to break from whatever the structure is and know that in this moment, I need to just go make a play. Yeah. And, and look, I said it there when we were watching it. Most exciting player for LAFC this season has become Kim Moon Hwan. 100%. He, he's yeah. been able to win 1v1 in the air on the back line. He's been able to take guys off the dribble moving forward. Most exciting player to watch. Mm-hmm. But Philly, the most exciting play of the match, the best save of the match, and what might be the save of the week in Major League and Soccer. And might end up being the save of our season. Absolutely. You've been handling all the goalkeeper duties. I'm going to give you, Philly, the biggest play of this entire match there was an opportunity in which really salty lake could have equalized i i don't recall who the player was that had the shot on goal however thomas romero got a hand on was it ruby was it, was it Rushnot? oh no, no oh, you're right it was, right. It, was, it, was it, it was it was it was ruben was it yeah, yeah i he, thought it was ruben too because i i thought i was like he's you were 100 right now that now that like i've dusted the cobweb i did my off, one thing i he said almost tied demir krylock oh, no. he almost tied demir krylock for being the leading scorer for rsl okay he had a shot chipped over thomas romero got a finger on it however However, if it wasn't for That's Eddie two Segura... More if you're keeping track. I'm sorry, what? Two more howevers if you're keeping you track. You went back-to-back back, however. Back-to-back. However. All right, all right. So this Defenders of the Bank bingo game is clearly going in a very weird way. Anyway, no, 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 see, is that you, the other once word? Once you say it once, anyway, it's already anyway, marked however, yeah. All right, let's put it he this way. He still doesn't know how to play the game. The save of bingo. the game, folks, <laughs> belonged to not Thomas Romero, but Eddie Segura. It was fantastic. Ruben, who could have been, who could have tied the game and could have tied Demir Krylock for being the leading scorer for Real Salt Lake got denied because Eddie Segura had the hustle and the wherewithal to come in and make an unbelievable play, and he caught the right side of the ball. 
It, it could have gone so many ways. Oh. It could have been an own goal. It very easily could have become an own goal. However, he had a fantastic save. And just as a result of that, LAFC <sighs> denies an RSL goal. And man, save of the game. In fact, LAFC even posted that not that long ago. Eddie Segura, not Thomas Romero. Save of the game. Sweating just thinking about that Filling play. two years to the day of the Muhammad El Munir yeah. Oh my, that's a fantastic I mean, right come there. on. How incredible is that? I mean, Oya madre, soy amigo. That game, that Muhammad El Munir game in a lot of ways propelled that team forward right. to really be what they became because right. that was a game where they rotated a lot. Yep. They expected their players. Remember, they went down early yep. and could have gone farther down, but oh, Muhammad yeah. was like, no, it's not happening right. today. Right. That was and then at halftime, they managed to get level and then they steamroll yes. Houston. Yep. This could be, an, I'm, I'm just saying, when I say season saving, sure, this could be one of those rallying points where you look and you say, this guy gets it. Yeah. He cares. Do you care? You just look around the room. Do you care? Do you care? Do you care? And you all just kind of band together because, to your point, there's no reason he should have been back there. Right. No. Right. Like, they're really, I mean, there's so, so many players that could have half-heartedly ran and made it look like, you know, you get in the frame. Yep. Like, ah, oh, I was there, though. Right. Yep. Remember, I tried. Uh, right. No, he absolutely didn't give up. And and risked an own goal. Yeah. That's not an easy play. No, absolutely. not at all. But look, it was going to be a goal either way, right? Yeah, it was so... going to be a goal either way, but some team... but. But to the point, some players don't want to be the guy that's like, well, I kicked it into my own net. Sure. I mean, that that's deflating. But sure. he was like, no, I'm doing this. And again, he's assisted on, assisted on the goal. Yeah. Like Eddie Segura ended up on like five yards from the touchline. Right. Cutting the ball back for Sifu to score. So, Absolutely. I mean, Eddie was all in in this game. Look, we, we love Eddie. A player who we were both all, excuse me, both, we were all looking forward to seeing was Bobby Wood. Finally, 73rd minute, he gets mm-hmm. in along with Justin Miram. I was looking forward to seeing him because I knew he was going to score. He wasn't going to score. You know, <laughs> right, just, right. He's MO. And look, we, we got a lot of yellow happening in the rest of yep. our, our RSL highlights. We got one for Krylock as, I mean, that was a lazy pass that Carlos Vela pounced on there yep. in the 75th minute, earned a free just outside the it's box. A lot of good hustle, though. I mean, he intercepted that yeah. ball. He, he really hustled in. Tip your hat off to the captain. You want to see him hustle. 75 minutes in, playing almost a mile up in that heat in Real Salt Lake. Absolutely great hustle from the captain. And then we saw angry Kim Moon Juan in the 83rd minute. And someone, again, get Jessica the meme of that, if you don't Gift mind, that. at Jessino in the GIF. We need that. A yellow for Justin Glad as he took out Kim Moon Juan. 85th minute, I really liked how Thomas Romero came out corralled the ball before Marcelo Silva could get it. 87th minute, though, Philly, not so much on how uh, Thomas Romero came out to get that one. No, Romero a little late. Farfan took care of the 1v1 in the air. And by the way, just to kind of backtrack a little bit, my favorite Marco Farfan play happened in the 81st minute. Okay. If you know how much we love to make the wrestling comments oh, yes. on this podcast. Yes. 81st minute Farfan on Bobby Wood. A little bit of Shawn Michaels sweet chin music. 
Well, it's Farfan. He was the one that got. It, wasn't he, it the other he way got around? the sweet chin music. Didn't Bobby Wood hit him with the yeah. sweet chin? I thought music? it was Farfan that hit him. No, no, no. Oh, bummer. Either way, we saw some. Remember, sweet we chin we music. were worried that Farfan's head was going to. Oh, you're from his right. Body. You right. know what? I, I was overzealous on yeah. that. I negate my previous statement. <laughs> Either way, we saw some sweet chin. Marco, music. I love Marco because he puts his nose where it probably doesn't belong a lot of times, right? and he takes, he takes a lot a of punishment. He takes a beating. Him and Corey Baird. Every time I see them come, every time I see them come off the pitch, I'm like, man. You guys look rough. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to apologize beforehand. I see it in my notes right now. I was consuming coffee with the, the likes of them. I had it written right here. 81st Minute Farfan getting some sweet chin music from Bobby Wood. Yep. Either way, it was fun to just stamp my foot on the floor three times you did and that. quote wrestling. You did that. That's very good. Look, Jerry, right along. My good friend Jerry Reynoso will be very excited. He, he will appreciate he that. He likes Absolutely. to torment me with wrestling. He sends us wrestling. all kinds of wrestling videos. You uh, have a wrestling pillow to the left of you. Vince. You do. That's <laughs> There it is. So five minutes of stoppage time. And to be honest, it really was LAFC kind of on the front foot. Killing the game. For those yeah. five doing, minutes. Doing the little things that you love to see. A CONCACAF-esque. We, we had Kim Moon Juan again, by the way, splitting the defense there in the third minute. Finding Sifu, who was looking for a brace on the play. But look, let, let's all talk about... That Diego, went in where we went. Diego nuts. Rossi. <laughs> oh, in, Diego in the Rossi. fifth minute oh, and maybe great. the sixth minute this and part of great. the seventh minute of stoppage time. One of my favorite <laughs> yellow cards I've ever yep. seen yep. a player. Do you on think the he had an actual calf cramp? I think his calf was cramping while he was oh, on the field. You're a good sport. Yes. And I think as soon as he crossed that white touch line, he felt uh, fantastic. All of a sudden, I like that Bob like couldn't look at him. He's like, I can't be complicit in this. <laughs> <laughs> and like half the assistant coach on the bench jumped up to give him a five. Yeah, and then Ante is like, ah, what's going on over here? What's that? like? They just they slow. Remember, I told you because you asked me like, we they can sub all the way. I go, yeah, they can sub. I go, you know, there's a Pep Guardiola loves to put a sub like in the right, like not not the last minute stop at time, but the one right before because right. that's when you know that like maybe you can kind of. Really get the ref was not paying attention, right. kind of whatever, and that's what they did. That was the Cal and Diego Jones. just uh, oh, brilliant. sauntered over there, got shoved a couple of times, got picked up multiple times, got picked up and like was like, oh, I'm gonna fall back down. <laughs> <laughs> right? All of a sudden, went full ragdoll physics yeah. on everybody. It was incredible. Although but- not as good as it was the Dallas game when Carlos was being subbed out. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah. he starts to walk, and then he starts to walk all the way towards his goal, and the referee's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" He's like. I have to take off this Kempton's armband. And Atuesta is the captain. He's all the way over there. <laughs> I have to bring it to him. And the ref's like, I'll take it. He's like, no, it's a special moment between teammates. I like to bring it to him. And the ref's like, no, I'll take it to him. And right. so Carlos goes, fine, bro. Okay, and just like walks off, right. <laughs> walks off. I love that. But by the way, right at by the, the death, way. it was supposed to be five minutes of stoppage. I don't think Rossi helped us out with the five minutes of stoppage. Yeah, sometimes it helps you. Sometimes it doesn't. He took but it a little far. Marcelo Silva... Got in the air and got on the end of one right there. Now, look. Edison Cavani's doppelganger. Right. It was a bad angle, so it was never really close. Yeah. But can you imagine? I puckered. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if that would have gone in? A little tightness. Seven minutes of stoppage time. I don't imagine that. Right there at the deck. I didn't want to imagine it. But it just doesn't matter. I don't think we would have done a post game. We would have burned that studio. We we would have went right to the bar. That would have been it. Oh, my God. But look, three points on the road. We've mentioned it a couple of times. I will say it again. LAFC in their last 19 true road matches have three wins. 
All three have come at Rio Tinto Stadium. Unbelievable. Unreal. No, it really is. And you know what? This isn't a game in which it was sloppy. They didn't dominate possession. They got they got killed. It was 58% to LAFC's 42. Shots, it was real Salt Lake who had the, major- the lion's share of them. Shots on goal, LAFC had one. Yes. And you know yeah. what? They converted. Thomas Romero had four saves. Total passes, it's usually LAFC that is crisper and more accurate on the Not passing. Today. They didn't have either of those statistics. They didn't have more passes, nor was the passing accurate. And you know what? What it was, was our a, accuracy today, Philly? I'm just curious. 76 oh, that's yeah. not a good to, to Real Salt Lake's 83. It was a sloppy match. When we talked about this on 110 Football's postgame, I, ref- I, I liken this game to passing a kidney stone. It was painful until the stone gets passed and then the relief occurs. A euphoric relief, because that's what this game was. It was brutal until it became euphoric. And as a result of that, we get another win at Rio Tinto Stadium. We get three more points. And guess what? We are below the playoff line prior to this matchup. And all of a sudden, as a result of other teams floundering around, if you look at the Western Conference standings, LAFC, all of a sudden, Fifth place, playoff bound, only 10 points shy of the Seattle Sounders. Look, I do want to mention, Philly, I'm so glad you mentioned that exact number. You actually said something before we got into the match, Vince, mm-hmm. that you said maybe those top two spots are, are are now kind of forgotten about, right, with LAFC. Like, we, we need to just do our best to improve our standing in the standings. Mm-hmm. We're only 10 points with 23 mm-hmm. matches left to play. Mm-hmm. Now, look. 10's a lot. 10's a lot. And also, we lost to Sporting, which makes it a little bit harder on tiebreakers yeah. and everything. And Seattle, just look, look, they look really good, right? Yeah. But I feel like if you didn't tell black and gold fans anything about what happened through the first 11 matches of the season, and you just showed us our position in the table... I'm feeling so much better about today and about this season than I feel like I should after actually watching the first 11 games. Yes, I I 100% agree. And I think this season was always about, I mean, LAFC will not accept not being in the top one or two. For right? sure. And they shouldn't. But at the end of the day, this season has always been about building a foundation for being difficult to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And so to your point, if we're in the fifth spot and can only hopefully go up from there and we have weathered some adversity as a result and we know that going into the playoffs, man, we are tough MFers. Right. I mean, we are bad, bad Jim Brown. Right. Like <laughs> forged by fire. Yeah. Then you'll, you'll take that. I mean, I, I've always kind of, toyed with fans on this because I actually really love the supporter shield. I think it's a great thing, especially especially that 2019 season. You tell me I know, I almost know when I show up to the to a game, especially a home game, yeah. that my team's going to take 3 points and actually I think Carlos Vela scored in almost every single home game right. that season. Right. So, and I always say this and I I, I say this, at, you know it's funny I say this coming from like a baseball perspective. Um you know, my dad took me to a lot of baseball games and I had like a lot of favorite players. And that, if your favorite player hits a home run, right? It's just it you're done. You're solidified. You are a baseball That's fan. It. If you bring your child or your your little nephew or somebody that's like five years old and you say to him, Who's your favorite player? And they say Carlos Vela, because of course it's Carlos Vela. And he scores a goal at a match you're at, you are done. That's it. It is over. 
you love soccer. You love Carlos Vela. You love the black and gold. You are you, forever and ever. Yep. So that's why I love the Supporter Shield because yep. kids remember those. Yes, they'll go back and go, oh, they won the trophy the year when I was seven. Mm, I mean, look, I'm a Juventus fan. Juventus won the Champions League in 95. I was 11. I don't celebrate that one. Right, I don't right. really know it, you know? So fans, that's why I like to, not fans, but just the people that say these things like, but it's all about MLS Cup. Okay, well then, do you care where they're at right now? Oh, but we're not good enough. Uh, okay, what is it? Like, but can you get in the Seattle MLS Sounders? Yeah, seventh place. We're garbage. Last place for so long. Get Rui Diaz in the summer. Go on a run that's like eleven wins out of fifteen. Yep. Win MLS Cup. Well, yeah. then that's all you need. Right? Then the season doesn't matter. You just, right? No, it you doesn't. Just, you just LeBron it. You just yep. you you just know when to turn it on. Right. But they they want it all, and I get that. If you want it all, you want it all. Just. But then just tell me you want it all. You want it all. I so I'm okay with it. If you look, if you're bougie and you need it all, just don't lie to me about it. Just right. say you need it all, right. and I'll, I, I'll try to provide that for you. The team that is above us, okay, one point above us is the Colorado Rapids a with two games in hand. Beaten, yeah, a uh, one game actually. Is it only one game uh, in hand? One, uh, I think it's two games. It's two games. Yeah. I, I apologize. They're above us by one point. A team that we've beaten. Look, the third place team would be the Galaxy, six points. That's two games. Yeah. You know what? For those of you who wanted to burn it down, no. Well, no. We're in the running. We're in the running. We won at Rio Tinto Stadium. We have not won on the road often, but we won. Where are we going on Wednesday, folks? Going to Austin. All right. The, we're going the to fighting Austin. The fighting Al Rates. I'll be there. Vince will so be there. Can I just say, just to. to to add to your point, like the people that want to burn all down, I've, a few weeks ago, I feel like I got burned down for saying, hey, this team's not as bad as their metrics and their stats say. Right. Oh, I don't know. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. They never were this bad. Look, and sure. this is, okay, here's a little stats 101 for you. The stats said LAFC was never this bad. Doesn't mean they couldn't end up being that bad, but trends and stats, you look at it and say, they shouldn't be as bad as they are. So it shouldn't surprise you if a team jumps up to fifth right. and then moves up forward. As as much as it wouldn't have surprised me if they lowered down because stats are not the real thing. But these are just stats are just ways to hedge your bets. This is their probabilities, their risk versus reward. Like that's all I'm saying with these things. And, and it just drives me nuts that I have to get hammered for these things. No, and you know oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, I was just gonna say in the West, seven teams right now are separated by three points. Yep. Right? And it nobody, seems like this is gonna be the way out. Absolutely. And nobody other than Really, Seattle has separated themselves in terms of class, in terms of how they've played week in and week out. Although, look, Sporting obviously has put up the results. Carson obviously has put up the results. But uh, I'm not being a hater when I say it. I just don't see it from Mm -hmm. Carson like I see it from Sporting in Seattle. In and out, that's... Well, even Sporting, I would say this. They give up a lot of goals. They do. Yeah. They do. And then in my same stats rant, uh, Galaxy, if they continue to give up six, seven shots on goal per game. Right. And, you know, 10, 15 shots total. Right. That's a bad... Uh, these are, again, just trends. Look, Jonathan Bond might go full Gigi Buffon the entire season <laughs> and and help that. them out. But you don't want to rely on your you goalkeeper don't. in no, that way. No, goals allowed. So we're talking about the Galaxy and Kansas City. They've allowed 15. Yep. You know who else is allowed 15. Dallas, and they're in 12th place. So you bring up a really good point. For those who like only 
rely on the eye test, there is so much more that goes into things. And and again, like for those of you who even like want to bash on Vince, I'm going to simply tell you this. Vince knows things that the average layman doesn't. He does he knows more things than Scarf and I do. He is tied to the team. He speaks from the truth and he is an open book. He's willing to talk to you if you want to have that conversation. You can't want the rainbow without expecting the rain. Adversity, the battle against adversity, the climb up the ladder to the top is what makes a human being a a human being. And you know what? This team has gone through some adversity. I'm kind of ranting and raving right here. I get it. But this is going to be not a Supporter Shield winning season, but it's going to be a battle to make the playoffs. And you know what? LAFC's not looking that bad right now. Well, rainbow's good, right? Because it could always end up with a rainbow. I mean, this... Look, this is a team that has underperformed, but if, when clicking, is there enough talent on this team to win an MLS Cup? 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's not being rosy. Look, there's also enough talent for them to disappoint and crash out in the first sure, game of the sure, playoffs, sure. which they have done. To RSL. But just I'm just saying, I look playoffs. at, there's there's not a, there's a handful of teams that you look and go, talent to win an MLS Cup. Yep. LAFC's in there, regardless of where they are. As long as they sneak in, they will be dangerous, and you do not want to play this team. Uh, look, we mentioned it. We've got Austin in just four days, but we are we are now, t- wow, we're now 24 minutes past midnight, which means we have recorded. And an hour and 31 minutes into the pod. That was exactly what I was going to say. Good Lord. Almost a full you. match worth. Thank you, both of you out there that are still listening. Really appreciate it. The twos. Ran, <laughs> both of you. Uh, so real quick to end on a, a little bit of a high note, Vince. Plans for later today on the 4th of July. Oh, uh, if I can manage to wake up, I, I think I wanna, <laughs> I'd want to. i love to go paddle boarding out there in Long Beach and nice. do a little bit of that. And I might run into some someone that some people know on this pod, Lauren Terry. Love Lauren Who Terry. works for LAFC and lives out near me in Long Beach. I think hey, I'll hang out with her. Nice little nice little yeah. Sunday planned. Looking forward to that. Philly and I, have we, have we decided? Are we doing it? Yo, let's go check out the Giltinis. Let's do it. Four bucks to go see a rugby match? Yes. I mean, I'd rather spend $4 to go see a rugby match than to go see Carson play Vancouver. I, I mean, look. You should hit up Max Bredos. I'm sure he would I'm want to go. He is a rugby player. Definitely day, not going right. down to Carson. To see, are they play, even playing in Carson? Yeah, they're yes. playing in Carson. Okay. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's well, kind of a tradition. No, they're playing longest, SKC. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're playing uh, SKC. That's right. Sporting. It's the longest Actually, I running. This is, now, I heard this, and I could be wrong. It's the longest running Home tradition of fireworks and a sporting event in American professional sports. That 20, seems to 25 be 25 straight years of Galaxy playing at home on the 4th of July. Well, except for it ha- couldn't have happened last year. R- well, okay. 25, ah, 25 years. Because Zamos' back tournament started That's on. That's true. 25 years of yeah. Galaxy playing at home on the say what Say what you will about the Galaxy. The, I like traditions like that. Yeah, that's I mean, a cool thing. Look, it's a... I got hammered for being like, I don't actually really hate the Galaxy that much. Look, we, was like, why not? I was like, because... Yeah, I mean, another ridiculous just, bit of These hatred. things happen. We talk about it all the time. Philly is the one that his... I mean, his blood boils over for several things throughout each podcast, but I'm, I'm definitely not a hater myself on it. But yeah, Philly, I'm excited. Maybe we catch some Giltinis. I am not a fan of fireworks, which is why I live in Lawndale, California, where fireworks are legal, so I get to hear them from May 1st to September 1st, which is great. <laughs> Love that. Let's, I, let's just say this. Fireworks are legal everywhere in California. Right, that's, it's, <laughs> I mean, they're illegal, but they're legal. Right, right. Look, look just everybody be safe for the yeah. 4th of July. No JPP. No, no, no Jason no. Pierre-Paul. Get, 
Look, if you're going to let off fireworks, do them in the middle of a street somewhere where they like can't burn down stuff. Just be careful yeah, when you guys out are here. out there. I don't want to hear any horror stories when we get back to the bank in a couple of weeks and we're able to cheer on the winning streak that we have started today at RSL. We're going to continue that. Unfortunately for our buddy Al Rate and his playoff beard, it is going to be a rough match for Austin. I think we take that match. Right, we'll talk right, about right. score predictions later, but we're going to the to the house of Verde, and we're showing them that black and gold is still the hottest thing in Major League Soccer. Cannot wait to talk to you guys on episode 154. And again, 110 Football's own. Pre and post, we got to hang out today with the... Vince LaRosa. The man, the myth, the I, legend. I believe on, on, is it Twitter or on, is it what, at, at That's How You Soccer? Is that uh, that's my Instagram is That's Instagram. How You Soccer. But Instagram. 110 Football, uh, by the way, you guys were fantastic. I enjoy having you guys Thank on the you. pre and post. You guys were my first where I hosted the pre and post. Yes. Um, and uh, what gave me the courage to host pre and post completely solo in Kansas City. Uh, I will be out there with, with Jessica Black in Austin. So we'll do pre and post. Nice. LFC app for pre 110 Football YouTube for post, but as always, the 110 Football Show is Friday afternoons, but you can really watch it anytime because it's YouTube. Right. Friday afternoons on LAFC's YouTube channel. Check it out. A little bit of comedy, a lot of bit of tactics, a lot of bit of previews, and there's chances to win prizes. Yeah. This week, we had Max Bredos on the show. I know him. Oh, yeah. He, oh, as a prize? Yeah. <laughs> you win, win Max Bredos. I tried to convince him. Oh, he didn't want to do it. I would enter. But Max was on, and I have to say- I'm very proud of this because, uh, contrary to popular belief, I do actually write some of the show. Yeah. Um, and I wrote the cold open, which was uh, Russian Doll Groundhog Day uh, inspired based on LAFC's uh, <laughs> inability to hold leads. And just check it out because yours truly, hey, look, if you love me or hate me, yours truly dies a bunch of times. Actually, oh three times goodness. in this episode. So check it out. And I do my own stunts. And, and, and I will say, <laughs> Philly, one of the one of the few podcasts that we make sure we check out all the time. 100%. The, the MVP podcast, Always. Max and Vince podcast. You guys are incredible. Dare I say, Better than Max and Herc from back in the day, Ooh, but I, I, I completely agree. We are actually I listen to them more than Max. We and Herc. normally we do love her. Record on Monday, but Monday we're considering a holiday. But we're also taking off for this reason. The next episode will be the 100th episode of the Max and Vince podcast, and Welcome we are efforting to the Club. Yeah, I mean, you guys are killing us. Uh, we are efforting efforting a big guest, so we're taking the week off because it's hard to get a big guest on a holiday. Right, we're efforting a big guest. Stay tuned. I think we're gonna have somebody big. To hang out with us. That's Spoiler huge. alert, they didn't invite us on. No, 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 no. Time out. <laughs> no, I would invite you guys to hang out, though, because it'd be fun if, for you guys to hang out with our you guests. You let us oh, know. Cool. We would yeah, love I, to I come mean, hang if out. You know where I live. You know where your yeah, studio is. I mean, is. you're down the street. So yeah. if you're not working, come on by. Hang down. out. Look, text him. He'll text me. It'll be cool. a wonderful thing. I would love for you guys to hang out. I, I just, I, I mean this for all of you that have now listened to the entire episode. On behalf, you, of, on behalf of Vince... On behalf of number one on iTunes, Christian Philly Philemon, myself, the scarf, we have absolutely loved every single minute of these first 153 episodes. We're going to love it even more when we talk about the victory over the fighting Al rates in just four <laughs> days on episode 154. And you guys know how we like to end all of our podcast. Bye bye. bye.